Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to singer-songwriter Mary Lambert. Her current single, She Keeps Me Warm, is featured on her debut EP, Welcome to the Age of My Body, which was released in December. Mary was nominated for two Grammy Awards in 2014 for Song of the Year and Album of the Year, for writing and singing the hook on Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's double platinum selling marriage equality anthem, Same Love. This summer, she'll be on tour with Gavin DeGraw and Matt Nathanson. Here's my interview with Mary Lambert. Thanks for taking some time to answer my questions. I really appreciate it. Yeah, totally. I'm excited to. It took you two hours to write the hook for Same Love. And um, uh, did you ever know that it would become as, as big as it has? And is that common, two hours to, to write a hook like that? Uh, comes to your music you often you often write about your your life and your early childhood traumas sex sex abuse body image bipolar disorder sexuality and, and i think that there's so many young people out there that can relate to that message so do you find it inspiring and um second do you find it difficult to talk about your, your past and songs um or has it become a way of therapy for you Who were some of your idols growing up? And was there like one go-to artist 
um, that you would put on in difficult times to maybe get you through those? Yeah, oh, God. My first, the first TV I ever bought, because we only had cassettes until, well, TVs existed, but I didn't know that they existed because they were really poor. <laughs> yeah. But um, so when I was, like, 11, I discovered Jewel, and I bought her spirit album, and I would say the album on repeat over and over again, and I loved her. Um, she she changes her voice with each emotion and with you know with different different timbres affecting uh, different emotional intent, and I loved that. I, I thought that was really interesting and fascinating. Her relationship to words, um, and I loved her story because that her story felt so much like mine. You know, she. She, like, played in coffee houses and bars when she was, like, 13, and that's what I was doing, and, um, and she had a, you know, she had a shitty father and, you know, and a, a rough upbringing, and yeah. I just, it was someone that I could really relate to and, and felt like, I felt understood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and then, and then my mom, uh, you know, I, I went through a really extreme upbringing as far as, you know, my parents were Pentecostal, so they listened to a lot of worship music, and... Um, Christian, you know, Christian, uh, yeah, worship music, and then, um, and then my mom did, like, a radical, you know, 180, and started listening to Tracy Chapman and Alanis Morissette, so I had both of those extremes. Your debut album is set to uh, come out this spring. Um, what can we expect from it, and will it be similar to the to the EP that you released in December, uh, Welcome to the Age of My Body? Yeah, I think we're, um, we're pushing it back a little bit. Um, either the summer or the fall. Okay. Um, just to give it more time, I don't want to rush through something. Um, and the process is, is so beautiful. The people that are in the studio, it's, um, it's really, um, it's really something that I stand by 100% of uh, creatively and art- you know, artistically. Um, it's going to be similar in the honesty and the vulnerability that Welcome to the Age of My Body has. Yeah. I wanted it to be a little bit more, um, probably, you know, commercially viable. I would like to, you know, there's songs that I would like to hear on the radio that I think could be on the radio, um, but that, you know, remain, um, remain honest and with integrity and, um, and also with lyrical depth. They didn't want to, like, dumb down lyrics just to appeal, you know, to have mass appeal, um, and really innovative, interesting things with production. I mean, I feel like we're coming from all aspects of the music industry. I'm working with Eric Ross, who did um, Tori Evis and uh, Sarah Burrell's record, and um, I'm working with Benny Cassette, who has done work with Kanye, and uh, Mozella, who, who wrote Wrecking Ball. So I have, like, the... You know, it just feels like the power team and the, um, the energy in the studio is so cool. It's just everybody's so kind and, you know, in tune with like, the universe and it just, it couldn't be a better team. Yeah, that's such a wide range of talent. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's just like the perfect storm. Yeah. Like it's a storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The video for Keep Me Warm. How did the concept come about? And in the video... Uh, you're reading Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. So is that a favorite book of yours, or what is the connection to the song there? <laughs> well, the video was, um, for me, something that I wanted to make for a very long time. I um, I felt that my 
not only my sexuality, but my body type. I, I couldn't, I never saw in media, or what I did see, it was stereotypical and not, um, not an honest depiction, you know, what a lesbian relationship looks like. And also, the fact that I never see, like, a plus-sized woman in, you know, sexy, romantic, um, you know, situations. And, um, to me, that was really, you know, just super unfortunate and something I wanted to change. Um, and, let's see, in this real thickened book, um, that was the director. The director thought it would be a, a cute pun. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was <laughs> a good touch. I mean, I, I did read, I mean, I read Charles Dickens in high school because it was required. Yeah. I'm more of a young kind, that kind of girl. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And your, and your summer tour uh, with Matt Nathanson and Gavin DeGraw, is there any particular city you're excited to visit or venue to play that you haven't been to yet or um, or maybe that, you know, you, that, you know you've always wanted to? Oh, there's so many. Uh, there's a lot that I have never been to that I'm really, really excited to, you know, I don't know if I'll have a ton of fun. Um, but I love, I love the fact that we're going to be in California a lot because I feel like I've spent such a concentrated amount of time in Los Angeles that I'd really love to, you know, I'd really love to see the rest of California and so make a, you know, yeah. I don't know, a judgment about California. Okay. <laughs> Will it be different? Uh, or have you played back in Seattle or in the Washington area, you know, in the last year? And has it been different? Yeah. Definitely. I think the shows that I um, that I used to do, I mean, there were sometimes I was playing venues for like four people. And um, <laughs> and so now the last show I did was at the show Walks at the Market, which is one of my favorite venues in Seattle that, you know, I've, I've like Prince played at. Like I can't, <laughs> I couldn't even really fathom the fact that I got to play there. Um, and it was um, pretty much sold out. I think we had like, like 10 more people who were sold out. So just, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the support that I've gotten from, you know, from the town is, like, um, it's beautiful. I feel I feel so loved, for sure. What was it like to perform with Madonna at the Grammys? And was that the highlight of yeah. your career performing live? And were you guys able to chat before or after the performance or, um, you know, in doing run-throughs? Oh, yeah. I mean, not that we're, like, a or she's on my speed dial, but, like, yeah. we um, we really, really hit it off. I mean, we had, cause we had to have full rehearsals, so we spent, I mean, collectively probably about 25 hours together. And, um, not 25, I'm exaggerating. Maybe like 10 or 15, I don't know. It's not like I have a Madonna clock, maybe I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she's, uh, she's an amazing, she's an amazing individual. She's, a, she's an incredible artist and a true performer. Um, and I think has been the, been the um, top moment of my, the performance career to date, I can't really, I don't know if anything's ever going to stop that. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that peeking out there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, she was, she was very sweet to me. There was one moment where, um, uh, I got really emotional. I'm just a crier. That's sort of what I do. And, um, we were in rehearsal and she sort of leaned over and she wiped the tears off of my face. And I was like, that's not real. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that performance will go down probably in the history of one of the, you know, of, of the Grammys, um, you know, ever. Uh, and I think it touched a lot of people's lives that we're watching, you know, around the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, it felt, it was, it felt like one of the most impactful days of my entire life. 
sure. Uh, you have a large tattoo on your arm. Um, when did you get it, and what's the meaning behind it? Um, I've been working on my sleeve for about the last year. Um, I I just always thought sleeves were so beautiful, and I didn't want one to have like skulls and naked ladies on them. Although, mad respect for that. But yeah. I, uh, for, I just wanted I wanted a beautiful garden on my arm. I mean, it's like. I either wanted something that was beautiful or something that I could, you know, see on my body for the rest of my life and not be, like, you know, shake my head at, um, <laughs> like, show my kids, you know. Sure, so yeah. The, uh, the, panties, the panties are for my um, are for my mom, my grandma, my great-grandma, and we're all named Mary, and um, we're all singers and piano players, and... Um, They've been so, like, the Marys in my life have been so um, supportive and loving and, um, you know, similar to me because they're, you know, my, my lineage. And yeah, um, yeah. they all love pansies. They've all had pansies in their garden. So I don't have a garden, but I have a garden on my arm. So I thought I'd put pansies in there. And then um, I have rhododendrons for, um, for, for Washington State flower because I'm so proud of where I live and and then uh, I might add more, but I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of good. Like, it was like seven hours, and I was like, this, this is the worst. I don't, I, but I'm committed. <laughs> you, you can't really go back once you start. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, this is about 30, 35 hours of work, and um, more to come, I guess. Okay, maybe after the tour, right? And the album. Yeah, I needed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a break. Yeah. All right, uh, your life is like so, uh, a sign of like so many other young people today. But essentially, the story that maybe not that maybe is not told so much is that you've lived the American dream from working in a bar and living at home uh, to being put on a worldwide musical stage. So, where do you want to be ten years from now? Um, not only in in your career, but in your life. In ten years, I don't I don't want to be doing this forever. This is um, performing something I love, writing is something that I love. I was I was meant to do both of those things. But at the pace that I'm at right now, I don't want to do this forever. I also like feel that my um, part of my um, my calling is to, you know, I, I would love, I want a family, I want to settle down, I want to have kids. I um, so hopefully in ten years that I am able to balance it to where I'm, you know, maybe doing shows, you know, a couple weeks out of the year, yeah, just making music for fun, totally financially set for the rest of my life as a millionaire with my jet and my wife and, and, um, and have a great house in the woods and hide away with my kids. <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream. Okay. Uh, and final question. Do you have any regrets up until this point? Ooh, that's such a great question. <laughs> um, I am really, I'm, I'm learning so much. I've learned so much this last year. So any time that I've sort of made a mistake or stumbled or done something that I wish I hadn't, for you know, for a brief moment, it does feel like God. I wish I hadn't done that. You know, I um, I was very um, I'm just balancing on how you know how honest to have my personal life be and um, how much I can uh, emotionally give on stage. There's, there's a few things, you know, um, and. Uh, but I've learned so much from, from like stumbling or doing it incorrectly or doing it in a way that um, is damaging. So I, I don't think I have any. No. Okay. I think that's a perfect way to live without regret. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Mary, thanks so much for taking some time to answer my questions. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure interviewing you, and you're uh, extremely talented. And best of luck to you with the album and your tour and all your future success. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That was singer and songwriter Mary Lambert. To check out more on Mary, you can visit her website at marylambertsings.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Mary Lambert Sing. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com. <laughs>